This is the Hunt Quietly Podcast. I'm Matt Ranella. So you know a lot about dogs. Well, I mean, saying you know a lot about dogs, that might be a stretch, but I, I try more to learn than, as much more as more than I, most, right? More than the average. Probably more than most. I think dogs are weird. That can be the case. Yeah. My dog, before I bash on her, I, I should start out by saying like, she's the center of my existence. Uh, but I mean, I adore her. Her and my wife, I, I adore them both. They're very similar. <laughs> They're like short. She's a, my dog's a corgi. Um, yeah. and, my wife, and my wife's a Filipino, half Filipino. They're like, they're both short and cute and athletic and food motivated. <laughs> and they both hate dogs. <laughs> I, well, that's, that's all right. I guess if you only got one dog. Uh, and then when I say she's weird, it's like just dogs do, she does strange things that I don't quite understand. Like this time it, when it's hot outside, she'll, I'll, I'll pull up in the driveway after work and she'll be under the horse trailer sitting next to the barn cat, but she doesn't want me to know she's buddies with the barn cat. So as soon as I <laughs> come in the driveway, she attacks it. So there's one weird thing. <laughs> and then the last several days I come home from work and she, she's been at my house all day. I verified this, but she hangs out for like 10 minutes and then goes over to the neighbors for the rest of the night. I've been asking the neighbors, I'm like, is she coming over during the day? And they're like, no, just as soon as you get home from work. That's my, it's you know, insulting. Say, it's you, insulting. You know, they, they say dogs uh, can tell a lot about a person's personality. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe, maybe yeah, that's an not... indi- it's an indictment. Yeah. <laughs> a couple other things I think are strange are we play fetch a lot in the house with a racquetball and once in a while, the racquetball lands in her food bowl or, or her water bowl. And that is incredibly puzzling to her. Like she'll get it no matter where it goes, she'll go to great lengths to get it out from under the couch or whatever. Yeah. But when that happens, she just sits there and stares at it. Like you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. That like, she doesn't get, you're now (laughs) like, what are you now food? You know, (laughs) I don't know. Not what I thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love, man. I, I love just that aspect about dogs. I mean, Sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, the cool thing about them is a lot of times you know what you're going to get, but then also sometimes you don't know what you're going to get. So it's just that, uh, you know, that uh, curiosity with them that kind of keeps me going. Yeah. Well, and I imagine even if you get one from a dog from a reputable breeder and you know a lot about its pedigree and its parents, still are going to have idiosyncrasies that you couldn't um, predict ahead of time. Oh yeah, I got a little bird dog puppy. She's in here right now. I, I'm a hope, hoping she doesn't annoy me too much, but I have her mom as well. And I, what I really wanted was to get her mom again 
in, in a puppy, you know, and, and some aspects I did and other aspects, it drives me nuts. So oh, maybe you, you should just, have had the mom cloned instead. <laughs> I thought about they that, do that. They do that. I know, now, you know, I know there's been a couple dogs in the past we've had that a man, I'd love to clone them, but ah, I find I don't know, that, just something yeah, about yeah, that. Ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just yeah, something yeah, about that. Just, yeah. I don't know. I don't think, you know, I, yeah. I don't know that I could do it. There's two things that come to mind. One, it's kind of creepy. Creepy. Yes. Very creepy. And the other thing is it's kind of unimaginative. Don't yep. you want to experience a new relationship? Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like the best thing that could happen would be that it would turn out just like the one you cloned. And maybe the worst thing that could happen would be that it turned out exactly like the dog you cloned. I, I think it would be. It would be weird, nonetheless. And the, I think that still, I, it's been a long time since I've I've had Gen X, but I think the dog, the clone dog, is still different genetically. Yeah, I, genetically, like I think there, you know, how the mitochondria inside the cell has its own genome. I think the mitochondrial DNA is different. still different. Yeah, and and that uh, you know, manifest itself in, in certain traits. God dang yeah. it. I shouldn't even be talking about that stuff. It's been so long. I'm just probably spewing misinformation right now. Well, you're, when you started talking about genomes and mitochondria, that that's way over a houndsman's head. I can tell you that. I remember learning that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Like it has something to do with like metabol cellular metabolism. And for some reason, it has its own genetic code. And it's really this like ancient co- co- uh, genetic code that they think like is from some ancient bacteria, you know? So it's like, it's a, it's, it's this bit of genetic material that's just ancient, I guess. You're losing me. Yeah, I'm losing myself. <laughs> I'm losing myself. Anybody with a 101 genetics book right now could tell me i'm full of shit probably but it's something like that yeah it sounds good sounds good (laughs) i can't prove you wrong i know that (laughs) uh so uh you hunt for upland game birds and you also hunt for for cats and bears correct yep i've had well i just I had to put my first bird dog down here about a month ago. Um, she was, it was actually on her 11th birthday. So I've had bird dogs for 11 years and I've also had hounds while I grew up in it. My, my family has been breeding blue tick hounds for over 40 years now. So, oh, wow. I don't, uh, I don't really know any different. It's just part of who I am. Is now, that same you know, lineage still represented in your current blue ticks? It is. Yep. Yep. A lot you got, of our, you got that all mapped out, man. I tell you what, when it comes to, I just don't have a brain for stuff like that. Like, I mean, I can remember obviously the last two, three generations. Oh, you but, guys should have made a family tree. Well, we need, uh, I've been looking into getting some pedigree software to try to get back up on all this stuff. I do this stuff. My, my cousin, Chris is like my brother and he is the, he's the guru on, on the the genetics way back guru. And, you know, I talked to him, I'm like, man, if you died, I'd be screwed. 
because I can't remember any of that shit. So I've been looking at trying to get some pedigree software to, to get this stuff all on paper, but it's not cheap. Uh-huh. It's like, holy shit. And a lot of it's uh, subscription based now. It's like, oh. is it really worth paying, you know, 20 or 30 bucks a month or whatever it is to have this on paper? Holy smokes. What does it but do yeah. for you? Well, you just, you can load the, the dog's pedigrees, you know, the, the mother, father, grandma, grandfather, you know, and you just, you basically save that dog in the database. So say you want to breed dog A to dog B or whatever, you know, you just connect those two dogs in the pedigree and, and then it, it, or in the database, and then it'll show you their, their pedigrees way back. Um, cause oh. I got a hard time remembering who goes back to who and it's, oh. it's it gets to be a lot. Oh you man, know? you just send that to me and I'll code it up for you. That's kind oh, of thing I do all the time. I would code if you sent me the data, I I could code that up for you for sure. I that uh I, I know there's several other you might uh what I would like to do is develop an app to to do it like in, in an app on your phone. So then you know oh, my cousin or anybody collab else. Collab on that. Hell yeah, I I can tell you right now there would be more than just me interested in it because I looked oh. into it a little bit. Holy shit, was it expensive. Oh, really? Like a hundred grand is not going to get you very far. What? Yes. <laughs> um, I haven't made a GUI in a long time and I never was very good at, you know what a GUI is? Uh-uh. A graphical user interface. Okay. That's what people see when they're using software. Okay. Uh, so I... I do a lot of programming, but I never have to make the part where it in the program interacts. Sure. With the doing all the backside stuff. Yep. Yeah. Uh so we'd have to get somebody involved that's good at that. This sure. would be, this would be a great little uh moonlighting project. <laughs> For sure. And do you need another one? No. I'd have to give this one up. <laughs> If I was going to do that, uh, there's, I work with a quantitative geneticist. His name is El Hamidi Hay, young guy. Okay. He's in his mid thirties. He's from Morocco. Okay. Very, very bright. And he works on cattle genetics. Jeez. Trying to, you know, like get good genes for that code for good production traits sure longevity you know in cows and 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 all kinds of other things that are uh, all kinds of other traits well it's probably a lot what we look at too we just don't have it written down on paper in a way to quantify it you Mm -hmm. know um and yeah there was good analytics yeah. So, and then you could figure out what kind of traits are heritable. If you had enough yeah. of a pedigree on a sure. bunch of, you could figure out what, you know, what traits I'm sure there's some stuff known about that. Well, you said it's over hundred. You're saying there is some kind of software out there. Well, you know, like bird dog breeders and stuff, they, they use that. Okay. Um, it's probably not even specific to dogs, right? It's just like a software you could use for any I think it's called Breedmate, but yeah, I don't see why you couldn't use it for horses and yeah, yeah, you know, it, well, anything that they really track that, which, anything that sexually reproduces, 
well, besides cats, I'm, I'm guessing they probably don't have, although I bet there probably is some cat breeder out there that is breeding for well, specific you traits. You could and, apply it to any oh, yeah, 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 creature yeah, that sexually yeah. reproduced. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yep. So, yeah, I've been doing that my, my whole life, and now it's pretty much turned into a 365 days a year deal between the hounds and the and the bird dogs that's your that's what you do for a living no i wish um i own a commercial flooring company out of st paul minnesota you sell flooring yeah and install it oh are Um, you a tile setter nope we do fluid applied stuff so like uh, epoxy like you see fancy fancy garage floors and stuff like that we do that type of stuff okay but mostly we we do commercial, so we work in a lot of schools and then uh, food and beverage facilities oh, as well. Okay. So, okay. yep, we've done like the Kettle House Brewery out in Montana. We've done a few projects. Bo's Bo's Oh, that's brewery. in Missoula. Yeah, Kettle House is in Missoula, and then the Bo's is in is in Bozeman. I've never been to that place, but that's downtown. Oh, huh. So you guys go a but long yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, that's, we've gone all over the country. Probably 95% of our work is upper Midwest. But yeah, we go, the money's right, we'll go anywhere. Mm. Okay, so we talked about how dogs are weird. We talked about <laughs> what you do for a living. And But the reason you reached out to me is because you, had, uh, or I guess what you'd say you were interested in some of my takes on uh hunting media yeah a little bit so my well that was well probably eight months ago now or something like that we we started connecting a little bit and my goal has been here the last month or so to get caught up on some of your podcasts and just kind of see how some of your views have changed not necessarily changed but you know just evolved. you talk to a lot of people yeah evolved exactly have they so I'm, I'm sure um, to be honest with you, I have, I didn't get a chance to listen to as many, as many as I would have liked. Um, I think, I think you've seen the other side in some, in some stuff, but I won't necessarily say your views have evolved too much. Um, well, I'll I, tell you what, what my tenor has, because I'm now I'm working with a bunch of people that get, get a little bit annoyed with me. If I'm, if I, uh, say crazy stuff. <laughs> there's like 14 of us now holy cow yeah so there's so a higher, like a big big corporation you got to keep everybody happy now yeah yep so yep. and that's good that's good i mean uh there are people that share the same viewpoint as me and and they just think that a more like measured tone and less like more tact is is uh sure needed so and more pc a little more politically oh correct. i have i ever been, been politically incorrect on the podcast in your view no i don't think so okay no but you know guy gets a little fired up and starts dropping f-bombs that would be oh, considered yeah, not politically is. correct yeah yeah okay so that <laughs> i think when i think of pc i think of more like um gender race oh no 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 i can't say whatever the hell i want about asians because i'm married to one but (laughs) 
I'll, I'll let you have that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to test that theory. Right now. <laughs> a few so, years ago, a few. <laughs> Oh, I can't tell this. I can't tell this story. I can't tell it. Yes, I, I'm going to tell it. Tell I it. Was, a few years ago, I was split. My wife, her family owns a guest ranch. And uh, there's like a little game room. And we went in and we started playing ping pong after dinner one night. And I, after about 20 minutes of playing ping pong with this woman, I'm just dripping in sweat. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we run i mean i'm like ping pong you're only taking two or one or two steps back and forth but i am dying and she's just were you kicking. like forrest gump oh i saw that movie a couple times at least once but i don't remember him playing ping pong he won uh he won the army tournament or whatever oh the memory yeah. has grown short <laughs> you have to rewatch it that's a goodie uh <laughs> I got so frustrated. I threw the racket down and I said, God damn it. That's what you get for playing ping pong against the slanty eyed person. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was hilarious. You know? <laughs> so how do we get on that? I don't know. Oh, we, PC, we... the PC thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah. I, I probably should probably have stopped swearing as much, you know, like when I first started this, it was overwhelmingly like, I'm just going to be exactly who I am and yeah. say exactly what I think. Yeah. And then, but when you get other people involved, then if, when you do that and their names are associated with yours, then there's some responsibility that seeps in. Sure. You know, thankfully I don't have any of that. Uh, well, and I could lose them all tomorrow, you know, yeah. who knows? They seem to have a lot of stick to Holy cow. We have this text thread and it's just, my phone is constantly going ding, 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 ding. The last few weeks all day long, which I think is a good sign. Like these people are getting to know each other. We've never been yeah. together in person. Other sure. than I, out of all these people, I've only met one of them in person. Wow. So yeah, it's kind of, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. Sure. But, uh, as a dog, hunt, as a, as a, somebody that runs cats and bears, you're pretty concerned about the reputation of houndsmen in the non hunting community. Yeah. So I think one of the ways, um, you know, that, or one of the reasons I reached out to you and, and we started chatting a little bit, you know, it seemed like you kind of had a hard line on no, basically no hunting, hunting no on dead, social media. No dead and, dying animals. That's it. And I think, I think that has evolved a touch too. at, at no hunting promotion on social media. I, I would Maybe well, be the words no, that I if, would use. If that you first. read, if okay, so my earliest, my earliest public statement about hunting social media was an yep. article I wrote. Sure. And if you read the first article, the first paragraph of that article, it says, "I'm tempted to try to pull it up." Like, don't get me wrong, I'm all about 
using social media to bring attention to issues that of importance to the sportsman or something like that. Yep. So I, it's not that I'm opposed to there being some kind of hunting social media. I'm just opposed to the dead and dying animals part. Sure. So, and I, I don't know if you looked at any of the stuff I post quite a bit. I mean, not, not near as much as an influence influencer or anything. I mean, you know, I, I write some, so story, you have, put you some have stories spon- up. You have sponsors, right? No. Oh, I thought I saw an ad on, on your social media. No, I may, I maybe so there's a, there's a, uh, company called W hunting supply. They they're out of Washington and they, um, they sell a lot of stuff for houndsmen, you know, the, the collars and GPS units, you know, they're really like a houndsman supply company. And I got to be pretty good friends with them. And I have done some podcasts with them and stuff, but I don't get a, I don't get a penny. I just do it because I like to talk and bullshit about hunting and I think they're good guys and I think they do a lot for our sport, but okay. I, I don't, Okay, so I yeah, I haven't ever got a penny from anybody, but you know, I like to, would you take money if you could get it um, or gear? If it, so I'll be honest with you. I wear a lot of Kuyu shit a lot. I like it a lot. If they, I've been wearing it now for, I don't know, five plus years or whatever. They said, I'll give you a free jacket. I probably won't say no because I've been wearing it anyways. Okay. So um, you're not an influencer. I, by my definition, no. you're an aspiring influencer. <laughs> I don't know that I would go that far. Well, I mean, if you started, if you started wearing, get, if you got free QU and started in a precondition for them sending it to you or a, like a wink and a nod, like a, the agreement was be it implicit or explicit that you would generate content wearing it. Then that's in my mind, all the pieces are in place to be a hunting influencer at that point. Even, even if I've been doing that same thing for the last five years anyways. Okay. So by, by my lights, what an influencer, a hunting influencer is, is somebody that uses dead and dying wildlife to draw attention to themselves and pedal gear. So you'd be doing both of those things at that point. So I guess Except, if you have a different definition of, of what an influencer is, but that, that just happens to be mine. No. Yeah. And I, I would, uh, I guess I can't really disagree with you. Um, I have been offered things before and have not taken them. I've got a good job. Like, I don't think, I don't think there is anything that a company, one of those companies would do for me that would change anything about what I do on a daily basis anyways. So if Kuyu said, I'll, I'll right, send you like, a, I'm trying to, a free jacket for a couple pictures, I'd be like, okay, you know, okay, okay maybe I'd do that, but I don't. Yeah. Um, and that's, I'm just trying to say that that I don't see what that would then make you an influencer. I suppose maybe by definition, but you said aspiring, 
Well, yeah, I'd say because you wish that they would give you free stuff. I didn't. I never said I wish. I said if they called and said, "Hey, I'll give you this jacket." Okay, maybe. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. No, that's so maybe aspiring. But if if dead and dying animals is what what they would need me to to put on social media for that to happen, well, I'm not sure if you looked at my social media, but I uh, I don't. I've had three bear tags in my life. It takes 10 years in Wisconsin to draw a bear tag. I bear hunt 60 days a year. I've never filled a tag. So, you know, to, to be somebody that that's uh, posting a lot of gripping grins, if that's what they're looking for, they're not going to want me anyways. Um, I see a lot of Bob, a lot of dead Bobcats. I've never, well, I shot, I've shot one Bobcat in my life. I, I help other people get Bobcats. You're probably going to, your next question is, okay, do you guide? Um, no, no, I was no, I was going to read you really. the first, I was going to read you the first paragraph of my article. Okay, go ahead. Oh, cause I want you to tell, I want to, I'm trying to establish that there's been very little mission creep on my part. Um, over the, okay. The first, first paragraph of my article in free range America published on December 20th of 2021. I read it, but it's been a while over the past decade. Hunters have increasingly, increasingly publicized pictures and videos of their kills to large audiences on social media. This monumental change in hunting norms occurred gradually and with little thought for its consequences. These consequences are overwhelmingly negative. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for sharing photos of harvested game with friends and family. I strongly support individuals and organizations that use social media to cover issues of importance to the hunting community. But it is time to unfollow hunters who post pictures of dead animals to hundreds, thousands, or even millions of mostly strangers. So that's, you know, I guess I'm just saying that's, I don't feel like that's that I've hardened or softened my stance. There. Sure. Uh, so yeah, where were we? Okay. So, so I would say like me posting the, the few pictures that I do of, of harvested animals is a part of the story kind of that I, that I try to tell and that I want outside people to see um not if you follow me not out not all outside people well you say your your uh bio and your instagram reads if i don't know you and you don't appear to be a hunter you will be removed sure so and that means, so I read that, I mean, that means your, your content is intended for friends and strangers that hunt. So what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to eliminate there or, or stay away from there are the trolls. Cause okay, yeah, I hate to break this to you, but not every, not everything or everybody on Instagram is a real person. <laughs> um, does does that statement help that in reality probably not i haven't been on instagram for very many years just a few years i believe um 
I never wanted it really. My wife talked me into it. Well, and then F- Facebook was getting so political and at least Instagram was someplace where I could just go and look at pictures and not see some rant about the president or whatever. But even that's, even that's gotten more so that way now too. Um, when you say, so yeah, I mean, go ahead. I, you know, I'm just, I try to tell a story and show everybody that, you know, being a houndsman or a dog person, how, how little the kill is about that. Like that, that's, that's about my least favorite part of it, to be honest with you and not why I do it. The relationship I build and, and I compare it as, as a team sport. I'm the coach better position. I put my teammates or my dogs in or whatever, you know, the, the more successful we're going to be and the better I'm going to make my teammates. And it's, it's that part of it is fun to me. It's not just me. In fact, when it comes to hunting without dogs anymore, I almost don't really care to do it. Um, it's just not, it's just not the same. Um, yeah. And, and I know, I, I have no doubt in my mind that you're passionate about your hunting. I know that I, I, I know what it's like to be passionate about your hunting. Cause I'm passionate about yeah. my hunting. It's like I get the passion. I just don't get the outward facing aspect. You know, that's it's like, I talk to a lot of very committed, passionate hunters, people that live for hunting. I'm one of them. I, it's just the outward facingness of it. I don't, I don't understand. So you, you well, let you, me, let me speak on it a little bit more, maybe. And and we, I mean, in on one hand, like if you bit. like it so much, why you got your camera out? Just put your camera away and enjoy it. You know how many days that I go hunting and never get my camera out? Probably eight. Probably 80% of them. Um, but part of the, so I'm sure, obviously, you know, of HSUS wolf patrol, maybe not wolf patrol. You never heard of, um, ASPCA, all the, the anti-hunting groups when it comes to, when it comes to, um, hound hunting legislation, which is typically on a ballot in five or six states every year, um, to some to some extent or another, they flood social media with, you know, there'll be a video some jackass took of his dogs stretching a coyote, killing a coyote, um, you know, some video of a dog just getting absolutely mauled by a bear, stuff like that. So I try to put, so we're talking about Instagram. I don't have a great huge Instagram following on, on Facebook. I don't know my, I have 1400, 1500 friends on Facebook. I went to college. Um, I lived in the cities for a while. A lot of my friends, I, I, I played college sports. I played AU sports. A lot of, most of my friends aren't hound hunters. Um, mm-hmm. most of them wouldn't know the first thing about it. And I, I don't think I, I can't tell you how many times, like I've had friends tell me or send me a message on Facebook and and be like, I think it's so cool what you do with your dogs because not that that stuff never happens. I mean, I, I, I try not to 
let any of that bad stuff happen. But um, there's so much more good stuff that goes on with the sport that most most people, your everyday person doesn't see. They don't see the relationship that we have with these dogs. They don't see the time and the energy that we put into these dogs. So when people log on to Facebook or whatever, and there's some in, in Wisconsin, there's some ballot initiative to stop bobcat hunting with dogs. And HSUS has got a video of, you know, a pack of eight or 10 dogs that got this bobcat stretched out, killing it and say, Hey, this is why we need to ban bobcat hunting with dogs. This is how it happens. Um, you know, the, the people that I interact with or whatever, you know, see the stuff that I post on Facebook. If they see something like that, they're going to be like, man, Ross does this every day. That that's not how it goes, you know? And that's, I mean, am I changing the world by, by doing that? No, but you know, if I affect, say I affect 50 people, maybe they have a conversation with one of their friends when something comes up and, and, you know, they can say, Hey, I've got a really good friend that does this. He's, he's a good guy. That's not, you know, that's not how it, that's not how it goes down. I've seen how it goes down. I invite these people to come with me. If you're curious about it, if you think you're opposed to it or whatever, come, come hang out, you know, come, come with for a day, see how it goes. So that's, that's what I try. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm not trying to sell myself. Um, I don't guide. I'm not an influencer. I don't make any money off this. In fact, you would be aghast at how much money these damn dogs cost me every year. It's just because I love to do it. And I want, I hope my kids can do it. And I hope my kids, kids can do it. And I'm not sure that that's going to be the case because you know, every year we're losing it somewhere. Uh, we've been pretty fortunate in Wisconsin so far, but I've got a feeling our day will come too. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know how many people, what percentage of people in the U S uh, are on board with hunting with dogs? No, I don't less than uh, 5%. I'm guessing less than five. Probably. <laughs> Oh, I mean, surprise. Like, cause you seem very concerned about this. Like, let's say this, let's say it okay, was on, on board. Well, approve, in favor of on board approve, in approve. the middle. Approve plus strongly approve. I would say it's very low. And, and you know why? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of hunters that don't approve of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what if it was, what if it was, what if I, what if it was 95%? Would you, uh, I'd have nothing to worry about you. Okay. But here's what I'm trying to get at. Um, what I, what I still do it. If would you still have a social media media presence, if it was 95%, um, I'm trying to gauge if that's your sole motivation is, is to be an ambassador for hound hunting, or if it's among the motivations. I, I wouldn't say it's my sole motivation. It would be, I, it would be different. What I post would be different for sure. Um, it'd be more gory. No, cause I, no, cause I don't, I mean, I mean, I'm not hip to that stuff either. You know, what, how would I it mean, be that, different? That ain't, that's not, I would probably be less, um, game planning about it. The story probably wouldn't make quite as much sense. Uh, I don't know how to, how to say this because I would still post stuff because I still 
have a lot of friends and family that enjoy just following along. Um, it, the whole, the whole dogs thing is kind of a journey as well, you know, because this year I got so-and-so dog and so-and-so dog and so-and-so dog. I got a dog that I'm training, you know, next year, that dog that I'm training is going to be doing a little bit better, looking more like a finished hound. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a little yeah, bit more all of a, that of a stuff journey. Makes, that make, that stuff is great. I, and I could see where it's, it's, you'd want to like, I had a, uh, social media site devoted to my dog for a while. Cause I'm just so proud of her and I love sharing like <laughs> funny things she do, does. And it's uh, the part I don't understand. You know, I've already said a million times apart. I, I don't get, um, so anyway, the number is 52 approve of it. Approve or strongly approve. Okay. According to, uh, the recently they do this, they 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 do this survey every two years. It used to be the National Shooting Sports Foundation that conducted it, but it's a different entity now. Uh, but uh, it's American. So what was the que- what was the question on the survey? Just if you approve of hunting with dogs, hunting with dogs. Yeah. Okay. I would I would presume if you change that to hound hunting for bobcats and or bears for predators that number would be radically different yeah they don't because put them to, they don't put them together but they do ask they do ask do you approve of bear hunting and what, what was that 41 percent. and then okay. they ask do you approve of cougar hunting that's 37 percent. okay down, all of down, these are down. all of these are are down from 2019 i believe that uh so any ambassadorship that's going on on social media platforms is at best slowing the decline at worst Uh, accelerating it (laughs) i i believe that and i would and i would assume if you added dogs into either of those they would go down because they're thinking of pheasants or or partridge or yeah i mean you don't you don't see uh you don't see a legislation up for banning pheasant hunting in south dakota i mean yeah but but you know some of our mostly you know with with very good cougar and bear populations you can't hunt like california um Mm -hmm. you know I, i mean the list goes on and on so when i look like you have a post that your third one down it the opening picture is the bobcats holding uh part uh uh rough grouse yep and then it's a mount and then a couple down right behind me yeah yeah and then a few down it's like all these dogs barking at a completely freaked out like terrified bobcat which uh it's the third one down on my on my phone it's a series of five pictures and videos and i just don't get it i don't see how that's helpful if you're concerned about anti-hunters anti-hunters aren't my concern they're yours so why do you say it's freaked out 
Because it's got, it's surrounded by dogs. Well, it's on the ground. It's got, I've been around hunting dogs. I've went cougar hunting and they're, they're extremely loud. They're burying their teeth at it. I just don't see how that warms people to hound hunting. Like, so I, I I feel bad for it and I'm a hunter. My like my thing would be like, oh man, if I'm gonna shoot this thing, I'm gonna shoot it now and not let's sit there and be terrified. And if I'm not gonna shoot this thing, I'm gonna get these dogs and we're gonna leave. So well, and that's what I did. Got the dogs and left. On oh, the- that's not the dog, that's not the cougar a few pictures back that's mounted with the rough grouse. No. Uh-huh. Oh. No. no, that's I- the the one that's mounted with the rough grouse is a uh, is a bobcat I killed the only bobcat I've ever killed. Let me pose um, it in the form of a question: how how is that how is that uh, how do you see that as helpful with people that are well, on the fence about it? Again, people I think that are it on tells, the fence. You know, again, I think it tells a story. Um, so, how do you harvest a bobcat with with dogs? The dogs chase it and either put it in a tree or in our country, a lot of times they catch them on the ground like that. Well, my dogs aren't touching that cat, right? They're just standing back, baying at it. Um, mm-hmm. That cat, it, if I determine that cat's too, you know, if we don't have it, I don't have a, somebody with a tag that's going to shoot it or, or, or whatever. If I determine that cat is too small, it's a female. I don't want to kill any females. I can grab my dogs right there and get out, which is what I did in that, in that situation. Um, my dogs didn't touch that cat. They didn't harm that cat, that cat. After we walked away, that cat, I'm sure walked out of there and went and laid down and went back to sleep. Um, I don't think, I don't think like you say that cat's freaked out. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's, it's a predator. I would argue that that's probably the most scared that cat has ever been. I, I, when would it um, have ever been more scared than what's got a pack of dogs surrounding it? Wolves on a daily basis, bigger bobcats. Do wolves now? Am I saying does that cat run? If if the wolves, if wolves were doing this, they, they, I'd like to think that they would attack it. Not, yeah, it would have been told. So it can't be happening every day or the bobcat'd be dead. No, but it's part of what they, what they grow up with. Um, that cat could jump up. Is it the one? Is it in a brush pile? If yeah, it was really threatened, it could jump up in a tree. Um, yeah. we don't need to belabor the point. I just don't think that non hunters look at that and get are, are then more warm towards towards hound hunting at looking at a, a a video like that. I don't think that they. I'm not more warm toward it looking at that. It's just a difference of opinion. And it, it could be that you're more hardened to it because you do it or you better understand it better. But I don't think that people have the perspective that you do or that other homes do. I, I look at that and I think there's a scared animal. And I don't understand the point of putting it out there for anyone to see. I, I think that is a, I mean, we hear the same thing about, you know, a mountain lion in a tree, how it's got to be terrified to climb up in a tree, um, from, from anti, uh, anti hunters and stuff like that. Well, I've been underneath 
lots of trees with mountain lions in them. And probably half the time, the mountain lions fall asleep. Same, same with bears. You know, people think, oh, you chase a bear. It's got to be terrified. It climbs up in a tree. They fall asleep. There's been studies that have been done on those cats and their heart rates. And it, it's very minimal, the, the stress that an animal goes through. Now, a bobcat on the ground, I would agree that it, it knows at any point probably that, that a dog could get a hold of them. That's a little different situation than up in a tree. Um, yeah. But I guess what I'm getting at is they, the pursuit does not stress out the animals near as much as the, an outside perspective thinks. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and I just don't see how that video demonstrates that. I look at that as like not demonstrating demonstrative of it not being a big deal to the cat. It seems like it's demonstrating the opposite to me, but I mean, we don't. So I, 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 I see your perspective, but we also have to tell the whole story about how this stuff happens as well. I mean, people aren't so naive to think that it just goes from point A to point Z with, with no catch in the middle. You know what I mean? So I would rather have a video like that out there than a video of the dogs trying, you know, trying to kill it themselves. Um, now, you know, seeing your perspective, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say what I'm doing is, is trumping, you know, the, the other option. Um, but again, I'm just kind of trying to tell the whole story. Um, yeah. And that is, that is a moment that I'm, I'm proud of, you know, that's like your, that's like your, uh, scoring a touchdown with three seconds left to win the game, you know, like that, that part of it. It, it, that's your chance to tell the dogs, good job. You know, you, you, you accomplished what we came here to do. And, and again, you, you, you grab the dogs and leave, or if it's a harvestable cat, um, you end it right there and it, it, it doesn't feel a thing. So, you know, yeah, and I either think way, that's they, what most of the motivation is. I'm not, I, I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't assign motivations to you specifically, but I think it's mostly pride and arrogance that makes people do it. But does it, does it have to be bragging? I guess it'd be another word. Does it have to be bragging though? Um, I mean, when your kid graduates from high school, you put a picture on Facebook, say, Oh, I'm so proud of them. Is that bragging? You know, um, uh, I don't know. I have to, I, I think it's a little tacky. I guess I'd say that's a little <laughs> <Seriously>? tacky. <laughs> yeah. And like it probably they, if he's got good grades, they say something about that. Like the way pe people brag about their kids. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, a little annoying. I, I don't know where the line is between well, bragging. Yeah. I don't know where the line is between bragging and being proud but i've thought about i don't have kids but i've hunted my whole life 
And I, I know the motive. I know that feeling of, I can't wait to let people know about this thing I shot. Mm -hmm. And that is bragging, you know, or, you know, like I could see it being like, this is going to show that I trained the hell out of a dog. But I mean, it's just that I, I just, here's what I don't get is that I don't get the part where this is helping with the antis, like this footage of, of dogs barking at bobcats or growling at bobcats. Okay. And, 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 you know, or, maybe or that... your friends holding up dead bobcats with blood on the snow. I just don't see how that's getting people. I mean, they people. I think people basically knows what know what happens, and they're either down with it or not. They're basically the dog smells the animal, runs it down, and then you either shoot it or you don't. So it's like they know what's going on. I mean, you're not showing them anything terribly surprising. But oftentimes, but oftentimes it's portrayed as a bloodbath. Like, like I said, that same video you saw that I posted. If um, I I get after my dogs i don't want them to engage with with any game um but say them them dogs would have just gone in there and overhauled that cat that's the kind of stuff that you see from the other side and oh okay that's in that's in that's i did that's good to know i did not know that 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 would so when that when the PETA, etc yes they're showing that the hunting dogs actually attacking the animal Correct. Okay. Yes. Well, that's an improvement. Yep. I mean, well, <laughs> and what I'm saying, I your content is an improvement over that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would, I would hope so. And what I want people to see is like, you can, it doesn't, yeah, they're, they're dogs, but they're trainable. Um, it doesn't have to be like what you see PETA post. It, it doesn't have to be like that. Like I work with my dogs a lot. If one of my dogs would have got too close, I would have been in there getting after them and um, tell them to get away. You know, I, I don't want them to do that for a number of reasons. Um, and I, I just, I think people, yeah, like I said, they see that PETA video and they, they think that's how it goes. And in 95, almost a hundred percent of the cases, that's not how it goes. That Those are a bunch of jackass hunters that let their dogs do that or encourage that to happen um is there bad apples and is there bad apples absolutely there's there's bad apples and everything yeah um, if, if people would i mean i could see Peter using some of your content i mean it would tug at the heartstrings i mean it might not be as bad as what they're seeing but it's still not going to do the houndsman any favors if they see some of the stuff you have out there i don't i yeah I but that's think, like and, and but, I agree so like, that, that possibly like could if happen, you let's but. say you took a stance where you, that let's say you you uh, adopted my stance, then you'd be in a position to encourage everyone to stop posting anything, and then Peter would have nothing. They to already go got all that. They already got all they need at this. But point. they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be getting anything new. <laughs> They'll just like, keep. <laughs> Recycle. <laughs> I don't uh, know what you're saying. And if I could, like your brother would say, if you could wave a magic wand and 
you know, have it all, all gone, I would do it. My um, brother you know, said that. No. Well, he always likes to use the, use the, um, like wolves when he talks, talks about wolves. If you had a magic wand and could make wolves go away, would you do it? And, um, Oh, I see. The same, just, yeah. Yeah. I'm just I, using I, that I mean, I can't, thing. I, there's no way my brother makes so hunting social media go away. Cause that's how he makes his living. If you know, if I could go back, how long has Facebook been around? Oh, 14 20 years. years. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that long. I think it's more like 12, 13 or 14. Okay. Well, if I could go back to that point and not have anything put on there and I won't put anything on there. Absolutely. I'd do it. It'd be worth it because social media is obviously it's been talked about a million times. It's a blessing and a curse, but, um, it, it mostly ends up being a curse when it comes to comes to this type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But all that, that bad stuff, it, it you're, you're never going to just get, a, get away, get rid of the bad stuff and keep the good. That's not going to happen. That's why I say we should get rid of it all. Like as a community, we should come together and try to, and get rid of it all. It'll never happen. No, I, I agree. It won't ever happen. But, never happen um yeah i i agree but i so i'm just trying to attenuate it at least um i think there i have people reach out to me and say that they no longer post grip and grins and stuff on social media because of what we're doing so i mean i rarely do because you're you're looking at my i how many posts have i done the last year like not Eight. many. I didn't realize that you had a, I didn't realize that you also had a Facebook. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's not many. You're it's not pretty like much a the vociferous. And most of your stuff, I mean, who am I to freaking judge? I love a lot of your pictures. I just, yeah, I don't like the scared wildlife. I post, I post a but lot of a stories. Lot, the, the, your dogs are beautiful. They're, yeah. I like, uh, yeah. There's some great stuff in here for sure. I mean, I post a lot of stories, so not, not daily. Do I post stories, but you know, like right now we're, we're, um, it's called our training season for bear hunts. So we can just run, but you can't kill them. So we're training dogs and stuff and be sitting on a road. My dogs will be chasing a bear and they'll chase it across the road in front of me, you know, and I'll, I'll take a video of it crossing the road or, um, you know, I'll walk into a tree and take a video of that. And I, you know, I, like I said, not daily, but a couple times a week, probably I have stories that I put on Facebook about that, or, you know, tell about the hunt a little bit, like so-and-so dogs did, did great today. You know, it was a really tough track. They got a jump and, you know, stuff like that. So the, I rarely, well, like you said, half a dozen times a year or something I do posts. And typically those posts are like at the end of Bobcat season, I do a post that just kind of recaps the season and, and the, the Bobcats that, um, I got for people and, and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's pretty minimal. Um, here's the, the thing is with me, it's like, I think that you, your, your impact, I don't, like I say, my, my focus is not the antis. Should there be focus on the antis? Yes. It's just not mine. There's all kinds I of things it. I can focus on. Yeah. And yeah, but for me, I'm like, when, 
when I look at it and I see no benefit and that, and then with some people, I see tremendous harm. Yeah. Then it's just easier for me to say my stance is to get rid of all of it. Like, I think it's morally bankrupting the hunting community. Yeah. When you look at who the, who the, the, the luminaries are in hunting, the, 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 the most followed, the most admired hunters are the people that everyone wishes they were like, they're gluttons that kill 10, 20 big game, 30 big game animals, animals a year and put them on social media. That is the role model. Yeah. No. So it just makes it really easy for me to be like, I see no benefit to any of it. And with some people, I see a tremendous amount of harm. But yeah, I, and I, I would that. guess that if I would guess, Ross, that you you probably have very little little uh, uh okay what i'm concerned about is people's motivations for hunting yeah and I, I and i would and i would that's my concern and uh i i don't i would guess that you probably have a very minimal impact on that although you said that you feel like you've crowded your own areas i remember reading that in one of your yeah that's um in one of your emails i do think that I do think that has happened a little bit because man, Bobcat hunting by us is it's hard. Um, it, it takes a lot of work. I, a lot of people don't realize that I turn my dogs loose and start walking with them. A lot of times it's not like I, I'm a, you know, 300 pound dude eating donuts. I chuck my dogs loose and then sit in the truck and wait for them. That, that's not usually how it works. Usually no, I turn them loose and start walking. Dude looks like to me. I could be a little more fit, but we um, all could, but, <laughs> but, you know, I think people see those videos like of that of catching cats or whatever. And it's fun. I mean, it's, it's cool. Bobcats are cool as shit. I love them. I like being close to them like that. I, I think it's cool. And I, I, and I think other people think that too. And they're like, oh man, I want to go catch a Bobcat today. So I was just talking to my wife about this. I don't, I don't necessarily know that people stick with it long enough to, to be super successful, but I think they're out there trying, which is getting in the way. Um, you know, five years ago, it didn't matter what time I got out of bed. Um, I could just go start checking roads and I would be the first one, the first one out there, but that's not the case anymore. Um, it seems like Bobcat hunting has gotten glamorized in the last several years i mean i can think of a, a a couple other hunters that post stuff a lot like i do um that have fairly large followings and have probably glamorized that some too so that that is definitely a a, a negative to it um i don't think those people are really going to stick with it and you know realize just the amount of dedication and and miles it it takes to to get to that point even though they have big followings? Well, the, the guys with the big, you know, the big followings that are, are posting stuff. I mean, they've, you know, you're not successful. Success doesn't come easy. Um, 
you know, they, they already know the work. It's the other guys that I'm talking about that see that and, and say, Oh, I want to go do that too. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know some of those people and, um, have been with me now the last few years, you know, I've asked to tag along and come along and I think they see like, Holy shit. Like, wait, you're going to start walking now. Mm. Yeah. How far are you going to walk? I don't know. You know, as long as it takes, I'm just going to start going. And, and I think, you know, they've kind of started to see that, but, it, and I don't think it's just me. I mean, I know guys out in Montana that, you know, lion hunt all the time. And, and, and those air areas are more crowded than ever too. Um, yeah, my, my, the people I feel sorry for the people that have been doing it all, um, and and they they don't post anything on social media but they have to deal with the 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 people that do i mean that that just i don't know i find that rude that's yeah it. and i can i can see that i can see that although those those people are getting fewer and farther between all the time but they're still out there people that don't post yeah yeah <laughs> They're still out there. I think that that's a huge problem that those are that those people, people that do it just purely for the love of it, are like, well, I, I mean, I don't an endangered species. <laughs> I don't think you can. Like I told you, I mean, one of the questions you ask is, if it wasn't for social media, would you still do it? And I, I can say without a doubt, I would because I have been my whole life. You know, I, I did it like that long before social media, nothing, nothing has really changed. Just, yeah, just some people kind of understand what I do on a regular basis now is about the only difference. Yeah. Again, like I say, I think a lot of it's benign. A lot of people, a lot of people, their social media presence when it comes to hunting doesn't have a huge negative impact. A lot of people, um, it doesn't, it's not the driving force and what, makes them go afield but there's enough of them that uh go afield for likes and clicks and all that shit do you think that's sustainable though i mean i mean all you have to do is all you have to do is entice five percent of americans at a time to become want to become like the barney badass hunting influencer and even if they don't last and you've doubled the hunting population. Yeah. Even if they don't last. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess I've never, a, it's having a major impact. Like out here, it's your chances of drawing tags for big game or half of what they were. Yeah. Six, eight years ago, you know, it's having, it's, it's having a major negative impact on people that don't, don't, that like have hunted a long time and don't feel the need to draw attention to themselves can't be argued. Um, I apply for a number of things out West, some of which I'll probably never draw, but. Oh, so you, you, you also hunt without dogs. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy all kinds of hunting. Um, I, I enjoy, I, uh, so I'm married and got three little kids right now. Oh, I got boy. a nine, nine, a six, and a four. So You're in the thick of it. I'm in the thick of it. Um, yeah. It's hard for me at this point in my life to 
go out west for a week elk hunting just because that's not where I want to burn my brownie points right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be gone for a week doing something, it's gonna be doing something with my dogs. But at some point in my life, I would like to. Um, I deer hunt here. I I own 160 acres. Um, my family deer hunts here. I take my kids out in the deer stand with me. I don't really enjoy it that much. Um, I love to eat them. My kids love to eat them. My wife likes to eat them. So, you know, the perfect day for me, uh, opening day of deer season for me would be the sun comes up and a really nice solo doe walks out and I, uh, get her and then, you know, a halfway decent little buck comes out and I get him and then I got my meat the for next the year. Yeah. <laughs> I got my yeah. meat for the year and I can go bird hunt somewhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. That sounds that's like, like a perfect day to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. So that's about how much I like deer hunting. You know, I, I mean, yeah, when the weather's not too shitty or the bugs aren't too bad, it's kind of nice to sit out there for a little bit, but after about a half an hour, I'm like, I you get bored, you know? Yeah. We, I mean, we tree stand hunt Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So the spot and stock thing, you're a man of action. Yes. The spot and stock thing going out West, I could get down with that probably, but mm-hmm. this whole sitting in a tree stand thing is not for me. Yeah. Um, Somehow I like both. Like, two days from now it's supposed to be 93 degrees but it's opening week of archery antelope and i'm i'll be in a hut from sure dawn over a water dark hole. over a water hole yeah and i love yep. that and i also love hiking you know yeah i don't know yeah it's weird but I, yeah i like both kinds i, I like all the stuff you see when you're sitting still you know and you yeah. see stuff that's acting like it normally acts. It's not freaked out. That's the problem, though. When I go sit, it's always a should have been here yesterday situation where I don't just see shit. You know, like, it's like, oh, look, a red squirrel. I finally saw something. Um, mm. I, I yeah. just, but I don't do it enough to hit the good days either, you know? Yeah. Just seems like when I go, it's it's not that. Yeah. Uh, I want to tell you one more thing, and then I'm going to. I think we should wrap up if you're okay with that. If you didn't have anything more ground you wanted to cover. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so on Monday, uh, next week, we're going to, I'm going to put an episode out about your public access programs, Wisconsin's public access programs. Okay. So I don't know. You might want to check it out. Um, yeah, that's good to know. You guys we have don't like you guys have like four or five of little access programs. Yeah, it's not. I don't think there's huge participation. In no, there's not. But, there's yeah. not. I'm trying. You know, that's that's the other thing I'm doing. I went from doing zero things to give back five years ago to now doing two things. I think of this podcast as giving back. Um, trying mm-hmm. to institute a cultural shift. In hunting, but the other thing is this is nonprofit that we started called Hunters for Access, and yeah, and uh, so I'm trying to get people to come on the podcast that work for fish and game management agencies. Like next week, we got, I got there's we had three people from your DNR on, and um, a hunter from Wisconsin that's been on the podcast that oh this is ridiculous that 
his name is escaping me right now because I talk to the guy all the time. And then, and uh, yeah, we just l- talk about those programs. It's kind of timely that this episode's coming out now because do you know VPA HIP? Have you heard that acronym? I don't think so. It stands for, don't, I mean, don't be thinking I'm like, I'm like the fountain of knowledge on all this stuff. I just am <laughs> learning about it because of doing this podcast. But sure. it stands for Voluntary Public Access Habitat Improvement Program, and it's a farm bill thing. That's and in Wisconsin? No, it's federal. Okay. But Wisconsin gets some money from that. It's administered through the farm bill, and that money is used to to fund some of your access programs when i'm talking about access programs i think it's clear to you just but just in case it's not to other people i'm talking about programs that facilitate public access to private private lands so yep I, my hope is that some uh folks in wisconsin and some of the other states where uh we have where we do these uh podcasts explaining the programs that they get involved and and open and start their own chapter of, of hunters for access. Uh sure. To try to help grow the programs, you know. Yeah, you know, from my perspective, a houndsman's perspective, it's not, you know, those programs aren't really beneficial to us. Just because you know, say you get 40 acres enrolled in it. There's no way I can guarantee that my dogs and whatever are they're going to stay within that yeah. 40 acres, you know? Wasn't so, there some shit storm with somebody that's where dogs were chasing a bear and they went on his land and there was a guy that's kind of quasi famous and he has a big social media presence. There's something I don't know like, that I saw. Oh, that. yeah. It was a couple oh, of years. Wasn't that, was that out East? Yeah. Yeah. A guy that had some, farm i think your brother covered it didn't he oh i don't Um, know yeah i think it was in virginia or something like that but yeah i mean you know and honestly as a houndsman some of that is also you know the antis are obviously a big problem but it's also the the private landowners that are, are making it more tough for us as well um I grew up here because it's just hard to keep them from your dogs from running on there. Correct. I, I grew up here. I 20 years ago, I knew everybody around here and had permission for to run on everybody's land. Nobody cared. Well, you know, you get, you get a deer hunter or something that buys 80 acres here and, you know, thinks he's going to grow the next 30 point buck. And then, uh, you know, another deer hunter a couple miles away. Well, now all of a sudden it's starting to get broken out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and where we hunt, it's, it's mostly public, either, either county or state owned land, but it's those fringes that are, that, that are the issue. Yeah. Um, We need to grow these programs big enough that they're of value to you. Yeah. The, the only problem I see is the, the, the the guys that for instance there's there's a guy that just bought well i shouldn't say just bought he's had it a while but here in the last few years he's he's gotten more concerned with it he, he's got like 460 acres that butts up to all county land uh, my cabin here is 
about three quarters of a mile as a, as a crow flies from the county land. And he owns the 460 acres between it. Mm. And at, at first it was a hard, no, no dogs on my land, nothing. Well, I had never personally talked to the guy and I went over there and, and just, cause I had heard a bunch of stories about him and I introduced myself and, you know, I started out by saying, listen, man, the only way I can guarantee you, my dogs don't get on your land is if I quit hunting. And that's not going to happen. So what, how, how can we make this work? You know, uh, can I scratch your back some, like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you got rules on your land, like, obviously I'm not going to drive my truck on your land, but you know, if, if we can't harvest a bear on your land, whatever, I'll try my best to stay out of there, but it's going to happen, you know? Um, so how can I, how can I facilitate this or, you know, how, how can I make it up to you basically? Um, and you know, that was three or four years ago, we had that conversation and, um, now him and I text back and forth quite a bit. You know, if I, my dogs are getting close to his land, I give him a heads up. Um, I don't think I've had to go on his land yet, but if I were have to walk, you know, if my dogs happen to tree on his land, I would, you know, um, make sure it's cool first, even though has he been, has he been receptive and understanding? Yeah. 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 We've been, yeah. I mean, we've, that's, we've got a really great. good relationship. Now. I take them after bear season's over. I take them a soft sided cooler, a bear meat over there. Or, you know, if I, if I make a bunch of venison sticks or something, I'll take some of that over to him and, you know, just kind of doing everything I can to kiss his ass basically. And, you know, but on the other a hand, little, I think little appreciation goes a long ways. It really well, does. I think he's learned that I'm not a bullshitter either. Like, yeah. you know, some guys will try to pull a fast one on you and stuff. And I told him right off, like, I don't play games. Like I'll tell you exactly what's going on. And if you don't like it, then I guess that's, I'll have to live with that, but I, I'm not going to try to pull one over on you or anything like well, that. Well, yeah, so, people, and, people obviously appreciate that. You know what virtual yeah. fencing is? No. So, yeah, I would be surprised if you, I would have been impressed if you did. Like, so in the livestock industry, they're playing, they're always playing around with like putting GPS or shot collars on cattle and sheep and goats to see if they can get them to stay out of areas, like use, like they uh, have, you know, uh, uh, a line, a GPS line. And if the, if the, the, the animal gets close to the line, it beeps at them and then it shocks them if they get too close to use that instead of fencing. So the reason I hesitated is because I was wondering if that's where you were going, because no. I know there is a, there's a, a GPS unit out there that, um, it's meant, you know, like, you know what a invisible fence is? For dogs you know like the yeah where you bury around. the wire yeah so you can do the same thing on this gps yep. where you can yep. make the, the grid around your house yeah. um yeah i yeah i'm not sh- could you do that with your dogs or not boy you that thing would have to shock them pretty damn pretty hard. good yeah because you know when they you got to that, singe the hair on them <laughs> exactly <laughs> and even then i'm not sure they would get they would get the point on what the why their hair was getting singed yeah you know yeah it could be the tree that they just ran by or whatever it confuse them it would confuse them it'd be nice if you could talk to them and be like hey buddy you gotta stop here yeah you know 
Can't I've go any farther. Said but I would pay. I would pay. I'd probably pay. Okay, dogs are expensive, as we both know. But still, if I, like I only have one dog at a time, you know, I would pay probably five grand if I could just have a five minute conversation with my dog when it was young, just to just to get everything. They could have two and out. a half minutes, and I could have two and a half minutes. <laughs> just get on the same page. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? set the ground rules and all right now we're ready to go (laughs) when we're i i i bow hunt elk with my dog you know if i could just say like when you smell that that means stay behind me because you don't want to spook them yeah (laughs) they still might not listen but at least they know right yeah All right, yeah. I got I got to go get something to eat. I'm starving. Hey, Ross, thank you so much. It was wonderful talking to you. Wish you all the best. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot. Hey. Appreciate it. Have a good night. You too.